Welcome in, everybody. Welcome back to Little Dom That's True, uh, episode eight. We're almost at point where I'm going to start losing track. As always, I'm joined by Owen. Owen Dom, how are you doing? Hey, Truman. How's it going, man? Happy Dude, Tuesday. I'm, oh, yeah. Happy Tuesday. I know. We're, you know, we're getting through this. Man, I just, I just realized this. I just looked up. And do you know there's only two months left in the year? <laughs> don't even, I don't even want to think about this that. This year has gone so fast. Yeah, this year has gone by ridiculously oh fast. I, I second for that. No part, it, for it, no it really, particular reason at all, I'm sure. Yeah, it really feels like it was just yesterday that I was working at PRA, and now I've been working at a hospital for four months. That doesn't seem right. I, I, and you know, and Wait. this is, and this is episode eight. This seems so. This just I've been working at a hospital for so five fast. months. So five months, Jesus. I know. I look up. I look up. I mean, I've been at my job now for almost a year and a half. A year, year and five months, pretty much. Yeah. Just insane. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, but again, welcome in. Let's uh, you know, that was that was our little bit of life that we always do. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit of sports. What are we? What is this? NFL. We're NFL week seven now, right? Seven, yeah, we're going into week seven, yeah. Were, no, we're going into week eight now. We just finished week seven. Oh crap! Yeah, Chiefs, I guess you're Chiefs right. Chiefs are six and one. Bears are five and two. I don't know why that was the team that I pulled out. I've just been thinking about the Bears a lot. You lately. mean the NFC number two seed, Truman? Not anymore. Not after they lost. They were the number one overall seed going into the Monday night game, and then they looked like the Bears. Yeah, it looks against, pretty bad against the Rams. They, you know, they looked about about how you expect them to look. I guess but, the best division in football, the, the NFC West. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I mean, have you have you looked at it lately? I mean, I was just I was just thinking about this, but it's just well. Okay, so what? So Seahawks and Cardinals are five and two. Are the Rams five and two as well? Rams five and two. Seahawks five and one. Oh, Cardinals right. five and been. two. 49ers four and three. The Holy defending shit. Super Bowl champions are fourth place in that division. Uh, Holy shit! But yeah, I'm telling uh, you, I just—that's insane. Wow, like, that's, that's, I, I, we have, well, I'm speechless. Like just thinking about that, like no, that is an insane division by by all means. That's just insane. Oh my gosh! Could but, we see one of those like you know Pittsburgh Pirates from like the late '90s, like go like 11 and five and miss the playoffs, like the Pirates did in their division when with like the Cardinals yeah, and stuff? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, not out of the realm. But before we get into all the rest of the team, let's talk about the uh, rest of the league. Let's talk about our favorite team, those Kansas City Chiefs. And they're back. They're back with another domination by the Chiefs. And yeah, it wasn't close. This time it was defense and special teams. Just Chiefs just keep on finding a way to demoralize these teams. Yeah, I mean, I just think that the you know, Chiefs are probably one of the most complete teams in the league. Um, it's very clear that we've that Spags has realized now that letting teams run is is still winnable for the chiefs because even without you know time of possession the chiefs just put up points and find ways to put up points in a way that you can't really afford to beat the chiefs with the run because they'll just you know it, it comes with a little bit of luck too it seems like the, the chiefs always have that possession right when they need it and they don't waste those opportunities yeah no absolutely absolutely not uh, I I wrote this I wrote this down and I tell you what it feels like the formula is different every week right we saw we've seen Patrick Mahomes sling the ball to win we've seen them run the crap out of the ball and this time we saw the defense and the special teams uh 
step up to win the game. And so it feels like the Chiefs formula changes every week on how they and how, on how they win. And that's you know kind of the sign of a good team, anyways. But I'll tell you what, I'll tell you, I I don't think the formula is as hard as it seems. And I know you think I think I to know, beat the Chiefs. I know, to no, beat no, the no. Chiefs? no, no, for the Chiefs to win. The Chiefs winning. Oh, formula. okay, for the Chiefs to win. And it's and it's simple. You know what? You know what the formula is. What? Don't turn the ball over, and force turnovers. That's it. Yeah. That's what these I mean, Chiefs do. They go in uh, week in week out, and they they force turnovers, and they don't and they don't give up the ball that much, and they win. Uh, the Chiefs. The Chiefs have. I don't think they've lost the turnover battle this year yet. They did. They've we tried went even to, against the Raiders, right? Even against the Raiders, I believe, is even against the Bills as well. But other than that, I mean, that's it. It's just yeah. I mean, because what we had like four or so turnovers against Denver. Some stupid like two picks, two fumbles. So yeah, right around yeah. right around that. Um, and so you know, this game obviously one fumble by the Chiefs, uh, by their second by their second tight tight end Kaiser and. Uh, two fumbles and two interceptions by the Broncos, and yeah, you're not going to yeah. win if you turn if you are a net negative three turnovers against the Chiefs. You're not going to win. Yeah. Your only shot Chiefs is to, gonna your only go. shot is to be even or better. And if and if even isn't even a guarantee, and no one's been better, so we don't even know what that looks like. And in right. fact, they you know and of course Mahomes has only thrown one interception this year, and that right, right? still still yep. one still sitting just, just one. one right, just yes. one. Yeah, and that one interception, of course, uh, coming against the Oakland Raiders, the, uh, yep. phew, Las Vegas Raiders. Sorry, and which is which would be the only time that they've lost this year. So yeah. it's simple: if they don't turn the ball over, and especially Patrick Mahomes not turning the ball over, they've got. I mean, and that's and that's one of those things where we can talk about Patrick Mahomes all you want, but I want to talk about Alex Smith. Alex Smith okay. was what I mean. You think Andy reads this quarterback guru and this quarterback whisperer? But sure, it can never. And we'll and we've talked about we touched on it a few times when we talked about the Alex Smith return and stuff like that. But I don't think it can ever be overstated with the impact that Alex Smith had on Patrick Mahomes and the, the just the 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 footprint or the mark that Alex Smith has put on these Chiefs teams going forward. He yeah. molded Patrick Mahomes. He made this team into winners. He made these teams into playoff contenders. You know, they had their hearts right. broken yeah. a few times. Then they moved on to Mahomes. But he got them there. He got them to the playoffs. He was Andy. Yeah. He, Andy. Andy Reid and him were what made the Chiefs to here. And Patrick Mahomes with Andy Reid and but also being molded by Alex Smith is what got him to the next to that yeah. upper. Yeah. So it's true. Wait, let me let me pose this question for you. This might be a little bit off script, but uh, I was listening to the radio the other day. Um, it was actually they they talked about this a while ago, but it just, just kind of brought uh, this conversation brought it up in my mind. Um, do you think that Alex Smith should be uh, Chiefs uh, Ring of Famer, like over the Ring of Fame, like the Ring of Honor? Do you Honor? think that Alex? Yeah, mm, that's what's called the Ring of Honor. Do you think that Alex Smith deserves a spot in the Ring of Honor? That's that's tough, right? I mean, because he only played for four years for the Chiefs. I think. I think it was five. Was it four or five? Was because what Andy? Because Andy Reid came in twenty thirteen, and that's yep, when so twenty thirteen, fourteen, when Alex fifteen, Smith sixteen, came in. and seventeen. 13, seventeen 14, was Alex Smith's last year because twenty seventeen was. When Patrick Mahomes started against the Broncos. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, three. This is Mahomes' third year starting. So, well, how many did I count? I counted out 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. So five. So yeah. five years. Okay. Yeah. So you know a contract, but he, but when he was there, what he did for the Chiefs can't be can't be overstated. Uh, I mean, Andy Reid's going on the Ring of Honor, right? Obviously. Of course. Of, of course. course. I mean, you, but I mean, he did win the Super Bowl, and now he's been here for seven years. 
or eight years. This is his eighth season with the Chiefs. Yep. And he's and he's always had a winning record, you know. He hit his right. worst season's nine and seven. That was the one time they missed the playoffs under Andy Reid. Just just that, insane. That, I honestly dude, that's it feels so weird because I don't even remember that season at all. That was oh, man, good question. Good good point. I I think that was the one where I think Denver ended up winning the Super Bowl that year. Oh, that must was, have been twenty fifteen. Right. It was one of the Denver Super Bowl years. Yeah, because that was when we because that was when all the random weird ways Chiefs found to lose games. Like the Jamal Charles fumble. Right. That was that year, and just yeah. our freshman year. And the reason we don't remember it is because of the Royals. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, because <laughs> nobody, was, on the Royals. nobody was that worried about the Chiefs because the Royals were doing so good. Yeah, that's a right. that's a great point. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because 2014, 2015, those are those Royals years. I, you know, I don't remember anything. I don't remember much about those Chiefs teams. And people would be yeah. like, the Chiefs have started playing. I was like, the Royals are in the playoffs. It is yeah. still baseball season. And now, you right. know. Now baseball season's over in July when the Chiefs start practicing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're back. But that's how it was way before right. the Royals ever became good. That's how it was up until probably 2014. I was going to say 2013 where they got kind of close and they were right around 500, just a little bit above. But no, I'm not even going to say that was then. I don't even think, well, I don't yeah, even think we but were I, really holding off. Yeah, but, but, but I like, do remember that, in, one, that one time that – was it oh oh fuck it was that random outfielder that we got from the astros and he never did anything ever again are you talking about nori aoki no 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 i'm talking in 2013 we got maxwell that sounds right he played that one year we got him at the trade deadline we made a very small move and then in that final week of the season it was like a day it was a it was a two game it was a two-day double header and on that and at the end of the first game or the second game one of those Obviously, there's only two games, but out of one of those two games, he hit a walk-off grand slam, and it felt like October baseball, and you felt like the I think that be, I, I think that play. was Maxwell. His like first hit yes. as a Royal yes, was Maxwell. a grand slam. Right. Well, we were like we were like four games out of the wild card with a week to go, and we're like the dream's still alive, and the dream, <laughs> and the dream wasn't alive. But we both thought there, the dream was, was alive, was. and they hit and they hit the home run. Oh. He, he hit that grand slam, and it felt like the Royals were going to go to the playoffs and steal it. But yeah, then didn't. the Twins just like finished their business and went to the playoffs and lost, right? If the, if the Twins did go to the playoffs, I know they lost. So sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Damn. sorry if Cole's listening, but. <laughs> Uh, that's all I, uh, um, all right. All right. Back, back on we're, script. We're, back we're on script. Off, 2015 was off. right. Right. We're off 2015. Alex Smith, Alex Smith, ring of honor. I don't know. Five years. I don't know if that gets you there, but he did play really good for five years. He had winning seasons all five years. He took the chiefs that next level. Do He's any, a borderline. He's a borderline. In terms of winning percentage is, is he not second to Patrick Mahomes right now? Do you think, is there any way that Trent green beats him? Because out of all the people, I that no, sounds not, like I think the only one. Not Trent Green, I don't think. It'd have to be like Dawson, like Lynn Dawson or somebody. But Lynn Dawson. Some like a one-season wonder, Dawson, maybe? Lynn Dawson played for so many years. Well, oh, so like Joe Montana. Joe Montana might have the best winning percentage of all time for the Chiefs. But there's, a, there's obviously a minimum threshold you got to hit and stuff like Personally, that. Personally, just to, just, to, just to wrap up the Alex Smith talk, I think he should go in the, the ring of honor. Just being the face of the team – that brought the Chiefs out from where they were in 2012 to, to where they basically where they are now. I think he deserves credit, and I think he deserves a spot. One of those where I wouldn't want to be the deciding vote, but if it went either way, I'd be I'd be fine with it. If he doesn't make yeah. it, damn, that kind of sucks. But we'll always remember him in, in good. In yeah, good I mean, but and but if he does fans, make it, I'd be like, oh, that's kind of cool, you know. And Chiefs fans all love Alex Smith, and 
you know, so, and he's gotten paid. So it's not like it'd be like the worst slight ever if he didn't make it. Cause he's got millions of dollars. I'm sure well, he he's going to come back and be Andy Reid's quarterback coach here soon. And then he'll be, the Oh, next. that's going to be great. Be, and, oh, then he'll be, and then he'll be the next head coach of the Kansas City. Oh, I, 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 that? I love it. that. Clip it, clip it right now. Let's bring it back. Let's in, in 2025 or 2030, whenever Andy Reid finally retires, Alex Smith's taking over from the court. He's going to be the office. Oh, that'd that be great. That would be great. I mean, he's one of the smartest quarterbacks to ever, to ever be in the league. He's, he's like top. Top, top three or to four on the Wonderlick test of all time. And he's, right. Yeah, he's right up there. And Isn't like number two like Colquitt or something? Number two is like Baker Mayfield or Johnny Manziel or something weird. One of those one of those guys randomly scored really high. Uh, I believe the highest scorer, if you had to, if you thought about it for long enough for quarterbacks, could you think of who it was? It wasn't Thomas, was it? No, if you, no, quarterbacks. Yeah, Thomas, as in Thomas Brady. It wasn't Tom Brady, was it? No, it was not Thomas Brady, no. Oh, <laughs> uh, the smartest quarterback? Oh, shit, it's Fitzpatrick, right? It is, it's, Ryan, it? it's Ryan Fitzpatrick, of course, yes. He, he, went got to, a, he got a perfect score, right? Yeah, he went to Harvard, right? Yeah, he went to Harvard. Yeah, all right. <laughs> well, let's get, let's get back on track. Let's move on to the next topic I want to talk about with the Chiefs. Uh, the offensive line... Uh, has proven this this makeshift offensive line that we're seeing has proven that they can run block, uh, but it, but can they pass block? It, it doesn't seem good enough. And and if not, if they can't pass block like they can run block, can this offense still be successful? See, I think they can pass block, and I think they can be successful. But I think us as Chiefs fans have kind of been spoiled because one, like we were just talking about, Alex Smith never like took sacks ever. Right. So neither I does, think and it, neither does Mahomes. Right, and so this season we're seeing a quarterback take an average amount of sacks, and us as Chiefs fans are like, "What's going on?" <laughs> like, I, I feel like, I feel like us Chiefs fans were kind of been spoiled with these quarterbacks that throw the ball away when they need to, can scramble and don't get sacked, and then we're seeing a quarterback have an average number of sacks, and we're freaking out. I, I, obviously, I think this offense can be successful. I, I don't think that to this point, the offense has had to be successful. But it's not like we're not averaging 30 points a week. So so I don't – yeah, I, I think we'll be just fine. I think we'll be fine. Right. They've allowed – they they've allowed the twelfth fewest sacks in the league. They're right right around. <laughs> this is exactly guess, that point. I guess there's only been eleven sacks in seven games, but goddamn, it does feel like the sky is falling because they did because <laughs> they, they did allow three sacks in this game, and and part of that is not only just the sacks, but also was the those like third downs. We weren't we didn't see them. Well, we didn't see them convert a single third down. They were zero and eight. And I think yeah. Has a team line, ever won a game by while doing that before? You think? Yes, they did it on Sunday. Um, yeah, but, but but before that, before that, I'm sure, I'm sure someone's. I, I think the Chiefs have done it before. I think they've not converted on third down and still won the game. Sounds and like a very Chiefs thing to do. This might be the widest margin of win from a team that did that. But I mean, at the end of the day, sometimes like sometimes teams are good enough where they get down to like only having two third downs in a game. Right. Yeah. I'm not. I'm just personally not concerned. I just think as Chiefs fans, we're, we're a little bit panicky because we're not scoring 45 points every week. But I, I think we're fine. Right, I think I think the key to this is going to be Schwartz uh, getting healthy. I think I think yeah. honestly, I think all year Schwartz has been having big problems. I think he's had he's looked he's looked bad. He's looked poor. He's been allowing. Yeah, I think he's had he's looked issues. worse than he than he normally does. And I think he's I think he's been hobbled. I think this will be like when Mahomes had that had his knee pop out of place, and then right. he got to sit out three weeks. But if you remember the big thing during that whole season, during the season up until that point, was his ankle injury that turned him right. into Andy Dalton every week. And so 
<laughs> if you touched his ankle, he basically became Andy Dalton. It was his kryptonite. It was his Achilles heel, if you will. Um, but you like that? You like that? I hate um, you. I hate you. But, but, but seriously, I mean, I think this will be good for him. I think that will be a lot like the Mahomes knee injury where Mahomes then got three weeks off to go heal because he had to, because he had to heal his knee and his ankle at the same time. And then the ankle right. was healthy. And obviously we saw the Chiefs go on to win the Super Bowl. So something right, right there. And I, yeah, I just think that for us as Chiefs fans, it's kind of weird to see Miss Mitchell Schwartz play like this because like he gave up like one pressure all of last year, like something extremely stupid and dominant like that. So seeing him right. like allow pressures is kind of like, whoa, what's going on? So as a Chiefs fan, that makes me feel like he is, has been playing through injury and that these right. couple weeks that we should be resting him should will be good for him. Right. And I'm honestly hoping that as long as he is, if he sits these next two games and then we hit the bye week i would feel great about that give mitchell schwartz four weeks off especially in a season like this where you're never gonna where you don't know if that bye week's gonna change or if you're gonna get a random week off excuse me later on um because we got you get you get the jets this week which is a another bye week in itself <laughs> which we'll talk about and then you get the panthers next week and the panthers are not to be overlooked very yeah, similar sure. to like a Raiders team. Obviously, sure, yeah. they played very close earlier in the year. You can't overlook them, but they're not like if it's if like like if like if if, the, if we were playing the Ravens and you told me that Mitchell Schwartz is out, I'd be like shit. I was like just write it off and we lost. Or the, like the Steelers right now, I'd be like that's that's huge. But playing the Panthers and losing Mitchell Schwartz, you're like ah oh, that's. Sucks, but we can have somebody. Yeah, uh, Alec Reddy can do it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, right. You, right. You, you'd feel confident about these backups against right. a weaker team. Right. I feel great about having Schwartz out for these two games, and then we'll and then we'll figure it out, and then we'll yeah, and then and then you give them you give them those four weeks off, and then you're perfect, and then he's perfectly healthy for a late season push for the last six six seven weeks, and then the playoffs. Yeah, I think it's great. I think he deserves it. And also, I think Le'Veon Bell looks fresh and, and ready to rock when, if, this yeah. offense, if this offensive line can rush, rush like this or can run block like this. Because their run blocking is great. And if they can run block like this for, for Clyde and Le'Veon, you know, Mahomes ain't trying to win MVPs anymore. It's just about Super Bowls at this point. Nobody gives a, sh- nobody gives a shit about a Patrick Mahomes MVP in case he's right. anymore. So it's just, about, it's just about Super Bowls at this point. And I think, I think if, you, if you know your strength is run, if, is run blocking right now, just – Run him to death with Clyde and Le'Veon, just for, but uh, but in an odd and also in an odd twist, they still threw the ball fifty-seven percent of the time, even in the snow game, where everybody was like, "Well, you you got you got <laughs> Le'Veon and Clyde now, you're great," and then they still ran the they still passed the ball fifty-seven percent of the time, so I don't know, but at, yeah, so at the end of the day, I think I think this offense can be successful, but I. And, and I'll feel fine about it for these next weeks up until the bye week. But after that bye week, I need we need Schwartz back. We need this line to get up back up to full. Yeah, I'm with you for sure. Yeah, uh, and then and then so looking back at uh, a few more things that we did successfully, uh, two players that kind of stood out for I think a lot of Chiefs fans, especially in the past two weeks, but especially this week as well. Uh, we saw McCole Hardman and Byron Pringle step up uh, with that loss of Sammy Watkins, and Sammy Watkins is in a contract year and he's coming up on free agency. Uh, are you no longer worried? Like, do you feel safe about his upcoming free agency where maybe, I mean, like, I didn't feel terrible about it if he would have walked this season, but now, especially that we've seen, uh, you know, Byron Pringle's able to make those plays and the kickoff return and McCall Hardman stepping up and he looks like a solid wide receiver and he's the second, second year wide out in Andy Reid's offense, you know, which is always a big step. 
Um, right. So are you no longer worried about the Sammy Watkins walking at the end of the season? If you ask Well, uh, as a uh, certified T.TM Byron Pringle stan, I've been kind of waiting for this moment. So, and seeing my man, uh, number nine from K-State, now number 13 on the Chiefs, uh, step up like this. Um, I knew it was going to happen, obviously, because I'm a stan. But, uh, I mean, I love Sammy. He's great. And I think that he'll probably end up re-signing with the Chiefs on a much cheaper deal. Because um, I think Sammy's decided that he he's all about winning. But I don't know if the Chiefs are going to offer him that. Because I think the Chiefs, going forward, are going to be confident with Robinson Hill Pringle. And, I, th- uh, I think I think you Harden. let I think you let Watkins and Robinson walk after this season. I think there's just I think their their spot in this offense has, is just no longer there. I don't think I think I think this the need for the solid two or three. I think you've got a solid two and three coming up, and you know, and you can always replenish and go grab a a third wide outer because you've got a solid one. Right, Tyree Kill is not your traditional one wide receiver, but it, but if your number two is a lot like the build of Sammy Watkins or Byron Pringle, or McCole Hardman, where they, they're the tall, fast, typical wide receiver types, then you don't need your one to be that typical Calvin Johnson, Julio Jones type. You can right, but Michael Thomas is like type. six foot. Like it's, no, you can, you, you, Michael Thomas is tall. Michael Thomas is that I thought tall. Michael Thomas was short. No, Michael Thomas is that exact same frame. That, uh, oh, he, he's got the number one wideout frame. Mike Evans, uh, Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, Calvin, Calvin Johnson, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, you know, we, the list goes, the, AJ Green, the list goes on and on. You know, you know the body type. The yeah, I got long, you. I tall, didn't realize Michael Thomas was tall. That's on me. But when you got guys that are, you know, maybe not as tall, but are as long and fast then in your two or three slot, then you don't, then you, it doesn't matter if you have that traditional one spot. So yeah. I think, so I think this spot, the spot in the offense for Watkins and uh, Robinson, I think is just moved. I think we've moved on from what we'll need them. And again, this up, and this up. Yeah, as a as a as a Pringle stand, uh, I am a little bit concerned. Uh, I know that going into this year, Byron Pringle is a uh, restricted free agent after this season. Uh, so he's he's on a restricted contract. The Chiefs have you know the exclusive rights to offer him a contract first, um, and everything like that. He can't seek free agency until the Chiefs decide that they no longer want him on the roster. You really are so, a Byron Pringle stand. I didn't even know that. Yeah, bro. I'm telling you, I, I I did my research on his contract and everything, man. But yeah, you know, you know, I think he is just Dave, uh, Dave Tobe's guy, yeah, much like Marcus Kemp. Where I think that I think Marcus those two Kemp. guys, I think those two guys have guaranteed roster spots just because Dave Tobe likes him on special teams. How is Marcus I, Kemp still on this roster? Every because now, Dave Tobe I, I likes him. I I just I forget about Marcus Kemp. And then he shows up randomly, and you're like, "Wait, is that fucking Marcus Kemp?" <laughs> yeah, because he's Dave Tobe's special year. teams guy. He's Dave Tobe's special teams guy, and I think, right, I think that Pringle's in a similar spot. And then Andy Reid's like, "Well, shit, he's kind of like Sammy Watkins, and you know, he can play the X, he can run the complete route tree, and he seems to have random, I'm in the perfect spot, throw me the ball, and I'll make the play ability." He's got good instincts. We saw it. We saw. We saw him. Uh, I don't. I don't know if you watched it. It was kind of. It was a clip that got shared on Twitter by a lot of a lot of Chiefs Twitter. Uh, a lot of those film guys uh, over at like Arrowhead Pride or uh, like the Athletic. A lot of them. Uh, I follow a lot yeah. of them on Twitter, and they posted that clip of Byron Pringle uh, when he had that like forty yard gain on third down uh, two weeks ago. Mahomes was scrambling, and Byron Pringle just felt the flow, and that's that's important. He felt he flew he. That wasn't that wasn't the designed route. He just he he right. flowed into that 
uh, open space, and Mahomes hit him for that for that forty yard gain. But yeah. that was and that's and that's what they like to see. That's that's how you earn more snaps in this offense. And that's what Sammy Watkins does. And so that's and that's really big for uh, for Pringle. I'm happy for him. I hope the Chiefs resign him because I, I think he's really good. But yeah, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, it's if, good, if, if if at the end of the season for some reason we see them sign Robinson instead of Pringle, uh, I'll be upset. But Robinson's ceiling is what we've seen. We we he's he's not improving anymore. This right. is the this is the time you should have sold them last season. You should have let him walk. But yeah, we should have let him go to the Giants. I, he's just we we just have we have no need for him at this point. I just I'm ready to let Robinson walk. Uh, I'd much rather you re-sign Pringle. Uh, lockdown Hardman. If you have Tyree Kill, McCole Hardman, and you know maybe Byron Pringle isn't your solid number three forever, unless he unless he shows that improvement and keeps on and keeps on improving, then but you know he could be a four and you keep on drafting number threes to come in and see. Or, sure, like, he can be and, but, a three and, four and you draft a young guy. And, but one thing I'd like to put forward is I think that Byron Pringle is your best uh, blocking wide receiver, not named Sammy Watkins. Both of those dudes just seem to have this ability to to block on all these big plays we're talking about. On uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's first touchdown, Byron Pringle's on the wideout spot blocking. On Daryl Williams' touchdown on fourth down, Byron Pringle's in the wideout spot blocking. On the Damian Williams touchdown run that will be remembered forever, Byron Pringle's on that wideout spot blocking. Is that really? I'm serious. I'm 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 serious, dude. He's all he's always and you he does not miss blocks. Go go look it up if you don't believe me. That's a good way. I'll look it up. I'll look it up after the show. That's a good way. That's a good way to. That's a good way to get on. Get a roster spot. To be sticky on the roster. You know, you can make it. You can make a living off of a roster spot in the NFL. You ain't got. You yes, ain't got to be the guy. You know, but you could be the fourth guy. That's fine. Yes, you can. That's great. Um, kind of moving on and and kind of moving on and looking ahead. Let's talk one more. And we, you know, I already called this Jets game a bye week. But my big brain Chiefs question of the week for you is, um. We saw so we saw the starters at the end of this game get a little bit of rest and they scored. They they drove the ball on Denver. They got a Chad Henney. and then they drove the ball on Denver and scored. Um, with with all the weird stuff happening on, you know, we lost our mini bye week with the with the Thursday night game. We lost, right. you know, you don't know if you're when your bye week is going to change or if you're going to get a weird week off or what. Their games moved, moved up, moved back. Who knows? You know. So, my question for you is that when you with that knowing and knowing that you're going to need extra rest during the season, would you start the play? Would you play the starters this week, or would you so, do it like we saw three years ago when Al- when Alex Smith played the whole season, and then when they got to Denver when they had the spot already locked up, and they just started Patrick Mahomes and all the twos, and they and they won. They beat Denver straight up. Right. I think the Chiefs. I think this Chiefs backups could certainly do that. So I think they could. But I don't think that's what the Chiefs staff is going to do. I would no, love to see only, only the twos play. But I think you're still going to see probably three quarters of the ones, which I was probably going to be too much. They'll probably have the game closed by the end of two quarters. But the starters yeah. will probably play three full quarters, and then we'll probably see 10 or so minutes of the backups. But I, I, I do think that the, the Chiefs roster especially is deep enough. Like we're getting contributions and fumbles from a dude named Tarshawn Wharton, like who? <laughs> like yeah. and congrats, Tarshawn, dude. You've been balling out this season. But like going into like the Chiefs signing you a couple weeks ago, man. Like who? Like the Chiefs are getting the Chiefs have an uncanny ability 
to get production out of players that none of us have ever heard before about and turn right. them into players that the Chiefs like need to re-sign because they're good enough. So I, I think that the, I do think that your big brain play of playing all the backups the whole game, Chiefs definitely get that win, but Chiefs staff is would would never be that big brain. And we're gonna see some starters for at least three quarters. I'm telling you what, man, I think I think this Jets team, I, this has become a bit of a meme, but for real, for realsies, I think this Jets team might go 0 and 16. They are so bad. They are so yeah. damn bad. Yeah. And the odds and and I'm and, and we saw the Chiefs we saw the Chiefs twos drive on Denver and stop Denver and Denver beat this Jets team. And uh I just I'm I don't know, man. I, I, I think at most I think I think what I'd like to see is one half of starters get up 30 24-0, 24-7, 37, then put in the put in the backups, let them play. Just, yeah, I mean and just, just put it on the table. Just I think everyone not table, named man. everyone not named McKee Becton is like not a threat. And McKee Becton's injured, and I, I'm pretty sure he's on IR like he should have been before the Jets re-insert him by playing him again. But yeah. the Jets are in everybody but McKee Becton uh, is going to get traded or is tr- bad enough on purpose so that we get Trevor Lawrence next year. So I, I do expect them to go 0-16, honestly. Right. I really do. I, I think this is the most obvious case of tanking that any of us have ever seen. I don't even think they're trying to tank. I think that's the sad thing. As I, you, you can call it obvious case of tanking. I think, I think Adam Gase is just driving him into the ground unintentionally. Because Damn. there's no way they'd be tanking with Darnold. Because Darnold isn't isn't terrible. He he shows flashes, but uh, he's the best of his he's the best of his draft class, believe it or not. Well, I mean, I think Lamar Jackson's in that draft class. Just kidding. But out of the all those dudes drafted in the high first round picks, I think Darnold's probably the best one. Yeah. Oh, the high. So we're not counting Josh Allen then either. Oh shit! I forgot about Josh Allen. I think, but but here's my he question: was be- He you- was the right choice at number one. Sure. Right. Do you? But do you think that uh, Sam Darnold wouldn't succeed in a, in an organization like the Ravens or the Bills? No, I don't know. I think I think he'd be fine. Yeah. So I think I it'd mean, be interesting. I think you know, but you never know. You know, we can always run those hypotheticals. But at the end of the day, he's sure. And and, and maybe not the Ravens because the Ravens have formed their offense specifically around Lamar Jackson which is like a really interesting thing like as a sports fan to see like how they do that. It's pretty incredible. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't think that Darnold's the problem. So I don't know. It would be really interesting to see them shake Trevor Lawrence because that that means like for Sam Darnold's sake, I hope he goes somewhere where he could be successful because I don't – he's not a backup caliber quarterback and he deserves to have a starting spot in the league, I think. Mm -hmm. But the Jets are just so bad that he's not in a position to succeed at all. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Um, so, yeah. So, let's hope we don't see the starters for all 60 minutes this week. And let's hope we don't need to see the starters for all 60 minutes. Oh, yeah. No, we're not. Trust. Although the Jets did give the Bills a run, and but the Bills are just awful about covering. Uh, you know you know what they yeah, say. Yeah, I don't know what they're you know, the You know what the old saying is, Owen? Good teams win, but great teams cover. Cover. That's right. Thank you. And the Bills are not a great team, but they certainly are a good team. Uh, let's wrap. So that'll wrap it up for the Chiefs. So Owen, let's move on to our favorite topic in the NFL every single week. Our favorite division. It's the most exciting. The most you never know what's going to happen, and the most 
defeated division this week. Oh, and let's talk about the AFC South. <laughs> oh, and who's your AFC South team of the week? Well, Truman, uh, my AFC South team of the week has got to be, you know, it was kind of interesting, kind of tough. It's got to go with the Jags, you know. I got to go with the Jaguars. So I- I'm going with the Jags because we got another time of a Gardner Minshew playing well, somehow throwing two picks with less than 200 yards passing. I don't know how he keeps doing this, but he continues to. Uh, he's got the best hair out of all the quarterbacks in the AFC South. I'm, I'm crazy for that mustache, man. I need it's it's not even close. Uh, they've got a dude named LaVisca Chenault Jr. on the team. Wow, that's a great name. You're but other than a- those fun things, I can't. There's no other thing good to talk about in the you're AFC pick, South. You're, you're picking lost. the AFC. You're picking AFC South team of the week based on hair and names. Oh, oh, and That's this guy named James about. Robinson. That is the mood for the AFC South. That is what I am talking about. And this guy named James Robinson, who, uh, for some reason, the uh, the Jaguars dealt Allen Robinson, who was a stud. But now this guy James Robinson is stepping up. So apparently, if your last name is Robinson. Demarcus, hey, there's a landing spot for you, pal. Hey, hey, hey. If your gas. last name Robinson, you, you have to do Conley. well. Go hang out with Chris Conley down there. Another, yeah, but God, Chris Conley, who actually caught a touchdown. Do you know that? Yeah, Chris yeah, Conley is their know. like second wide receiver. I don't know why you're yeah, why we're surprised yeah. here. Uh, uh, and just and before I, before I give it over to you, I got to do a uh, a couple more just fun names that I'm seeing on this uh, Jaguars <laughs> roster that continue that contribute to my uh, AFC Towns Team of the Week choice. So they got a uh, Kamale Correa. That's uh, that would be K A M A L E I Correa. Then we've got Kalevon Chason. Well, that's just a great name, dude. Kalevon Chason, like amazing. Oh then we've God. got uh, D A R E. I'm 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 uh, I'm predicting that's Dare. Uh, sure. Dare. Dare Ogun Bawale. Wow. Dare Ogun Bawale. Another incredible name, and we're gonna just finish it off with Devine Ozigbo. <laughs> All players that showed up on the box score for the AFC South team of the week, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, Owen, oh, you've already mentioned it. Uh, the AFC South did have all three teams that played this week lose, so that would make my AFC South team of the week would be. The Indianapolis Colts, the only team on a bye week this week. Congrats, Indianapolis Colts. You gained a game on those Titans who went up and lost to the Steelers. And the and you furthered yourselves from the Jags from the Jags in Houston. So congrats. Congrats, Colts. You did it. You didn't play Amazing. this week. Awesome. That's a win in the AFC. That's how South you do it. Team of the week. Oh uh, well, going from uh from the, the most exciting division in football. Uh, maybe let's talk about the most exciting player this week. Owen, who's your MVP case of the week? So this is going to get some hate for sure. Um, cause I'm going to go in a different direction and I'm hoping you, you lead off with that. I love when you just lead off with, uh, this will probably not be fun, but it'll be. <laughs> so, uh, I'm actually going with Patrick Mahomes. The, the more he doesn't throw interceptions, the more we're going to have the Drew Brees in 2018 argument of look at that ratio. Look at the ratio. So uh, 16 to one is by far the best. Although uh, Russell Wilson has six more touchdowns. He also threw three picks yesterday and two of those were awful, terrible picks. Russell Wilson also has played one last game. One less game, four more picks. Good, good point Truman. 
Thank you. Thank you for strengthening my point. Six more uh, touchdowns, though. Don't care. Four more picks. Does Terrible. Wilson, Wilson uh, really have five picks? I'm pretty sure he has five picks. That feels wrong. But I'll he let threw you, three no, in one going. game. I'm pretty sure he has five. No, yeah. Because he has two, he has two no. trash tipped interceptions. You would be wrong. He has six. You fool. Aha! Furthering my point. <laughs> I, I forgot to count one. That's my bad. Of course. Uh, yeah. So Patrick Mahomes, MVP gets the week. The more he doesn't throw interceptions, the more he makes it. Uh, Tom Brady is actually second in the league with 18 touchdowns. Did you know that? I did not. I did not know that. Yeah. It goes uh, Russell Wilson, then Tom Brady. So, and then Aaron Rodgers, of course. Oh, wow. Uh, and then uh, Patrick Mahomes. Very, but very I think Mahomes made his MVP case. He hasn't lost any games that he hasn't played well in. Yep. Um, and he hasn't lost his team in a game. So, I think yeah. just because of that. Patrick Mahomes is strengthening his MVP case going into a week where he's going to throw for like eight touchdowns. So, yeah, and you are correct. Russell Wilson did throw three interceptions this week against the Cardinals. Jeez. Yeah, pretty bad. Wow, what a bad week for Russell Wilson. Um, my MVP case of the week. Uh, I keep on liking to just pick guys that when we don't have clear MVP front runners that have great weeks, I like to keep on picking uh, guys that maybe won't win the MVP but made you know, strengthen their case, however big their case may be. And actually, this one is kind of a more sort of a strengthening of, of Rookie of the Year. But, uh, so my MVP week, my MVP of the week is actually Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow threw uh, for 406 yards, uh, three touchdowns, and only one interception. He had a quarterback rating of 112.5. Uh, they did end up dropping that game to the Browns, but he had a shootout with Baker Mayfield. And Baker Mayfield, you know, people were praising Baker Mayfield. Everybody's back on the yeah, Baker Yeah, Baker popped off. Everybody's back on the Baker train again. And... Joe Burrow was just as good as Baker Mayfield, and he he probably he has better stats, and he played well. You know, he put his team yeah. he put his team in a spot to spot to win, but the Bengals are bingle the Bengals are still bad. So I just, uh, but yeah, I, I he did not come out. I I wrote this down. This is the note I had written down for the Joe Burrow game. I said he did not come out victorious, but he went out there and let his nuts hang, and that's what he did. Joe Burrow <laughs> went out there and let his nuts hang against the Browns, and he's my yeah. MVP case of the week. Yeah, and I see that for sure. I mean, there's only so much you can do when a quarterback uh, starts 0-5 and then throws a pick and then misses one pass the rest of the game and throws for five touchdowns. It's going to be hard to beat that. It, it yeah. really is, no, no matter how good you are. Right. Uh, yeah. So hats off to Baker Mayfield and absolutely popping off against the Bengals and keeping your team in playoff contention, but... Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. Joe Burrow has continued to look solid, and the future is bright in Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, so moving on moving on from positive our, our weekly positive, let's move on to the weekly negative. Owen, who's your canned coach of the week? <sighs> so, I'm, so I really had a thought about this, and I've already talked about Joe Judge, uh, and uh, obviously we, we continue to mention Adam Gase. Um. But I'm going to talk about Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer's got the same record as Mr. Joe Judge in in New York, one and six, with a a fairly talented Minnesota Vikings roster that everyone knows is underperforming. You're telling me that with Kirk Cousins, Mr. Serviceable, and Dalvin Cook, who is a monster, an absolute monster. You can't win more than one game in seven weeks against your schedule? Really? So, for my can coach of the week, we need to start talking about Mike Zimmer. We need to start thinking about him. I know that 
you know, he, he's had a very limited time in Minnesota, but you know, when's enough? Well, he, hasn't, so, he hasn't had a limited time. So Zimmer's been in, this is, this is Zimmer's seventh season. Uh, Holy shit. He needs to be fired as hell. He's gone. He's fired in three weeks. Three of the last six years though, he's gone to the playoffs. Every other year he's gone to the playoffs. He, he lost in the wild card round. Uh, two years ago, he lost in the in the conference round after the Minnesota Miracle. That was him. Uh, and then two years after that, he lost in the division round last year. Uh, you know, he beat the Saints, and then he lost to the eventual NFC champions. Uh, the right, but so... That's tough. That's tough to fire. You know, this is one of those ones where, like... So if I like to make baseball and then Premier League soccer comparisons because I think it's a good, I think there's good comparisons to be made. So the Vikings aren't exactly a small market team, but they're not exactly a big market team. But in the NFL, you can basically treat all, all the markets as the same because it's a salary cap. Right. So the, so thinking about this as a big market team in the Premier League or a big market team in baseball. Would the Yankees allow their coach to squander this much talent for seven years? Would a Yankees coach survive that? And then you can say the same thing. Would a Manchester United coach with a top five running back, a very serviceable quarterback, and a top one or two safety in the league, uh, would Manchester United have this coach still be there? And the answer is no. These big market teams, if you're not getting it done and you have this kind of disappointment year after year, you get fired. And I think I think if Mike Zimmer continues to have a really bad season, you know, I, I'll bet I, I don't know too many Minnesota fans personally, and the one Minnesota fan I do know, I haven't really talked to them about how he thinks about Mike Zimmer, but – I think if you're a Minnesota fan, you might need to start thinking about, is Mike Zimmer the problem? I think a lot of the Minnesota fans are putting these, these losses on uh, Cousins. I think I think they're thinking Kirk Cousins is more of the problem there. But, you know, when you think about it, you know, I don't, I don't hate that logic. It's just it's hard to fire a coach that really – that hasn't had a – that's only had one losing season since he's been there. You know, this will be his second losing season that he's had since he's there. He's sure. So he's he started his first season. He started off. He went seven and nine. Uh, then he went eleven and five. Then he went eight and eight, thirteen and three, eight and seven, ten and six. So you're down. Sure, but Truman, you're, you're due for a bad year, Mike Zimmer. Sure, every but, other year, we all know. Yeah, sure, but Truman didn't Atlanta just fire Dan Quinn for the same thing? No, they fired Dan Quinn because of the epic collapses. They're sick of it. I mean. Uh, and when you have epic collapses like that, trust me. As somebody, uh, I don't know if you, I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but when I played, I, and I don't like to, ooh, when I played in high school, but when I played in high school, one, we did have an epic collapse of a game, and it really wasn't as much on the players as it is a lot of the time. Is, is sometimes a lot of the time it is on the coaches. Hope none of these coaches listen to this podcast, but mainly the head coach. But I, you know, uh, but at the end of the day, I think when epic collapses happen like that, I think it's. I think it is more looked at on the head coach. Sure. Um, you know, like when, when the Chiefs lost that huge game to Colts, to the Colts in the playoffs, everybody was saying, well, it's Andy Reid's clock management. He doesn't know how to manage the clock. You know, we didn't. And so that's why Dan Quinn got fired. But you can't fire Mike. I, I, it'll be tough. It's not a terrible case because Mike Zimmer just hasn't been able to get over that hump. So maybe you move mm-hmm. on because he can't get over that hump. But there'd have to be a great option because you can't go on from – 
because we're looking at it in, in uh, like Carolina right now. It was kind of insane that Carolina moved on from Ron Rivera, who just couldn't get over that hump, to f- to hire, you know, Matt Rule from Baylor. Sure. You yeah, know? I see what you're saying. And you know, Andy Reid got fired to in uh, in Philadelphia to so they could hire. I don't even remember who they hired because he because he didn't last until Andy Reid had to send his offensive coordinator over there to Philadelphia to go be their coach. It's it's, it's <laughs> well, tough, the Super Bowl, right? of course. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to move on from winning coaches, and it's not always a winning formula is the issue. But yeah. I don't I don't hate that. I, but I understand where you're coming from with the Mike Zimmer stuff. Um, for my canned coach of the week, I actually had uh, the coach up there in the Big D, Mike McCarthy. Um, Something's just broken about these Cowboys. Obviously, they're missing yeah, Dak, and, that and that's and that's a big hit. But it doesn't excuse everything. Um, there's there's just an obvious culture problem, and this was very highlighted in the media this week. Andy Dalton got knocked out uh, cold from uh, one of the dirtiest hits you'll see all game, all all year. The guy got the guy got ejected from the game, and uh, Andy somehow Dalton was, wasn't fined by the way. Andy Dalton was deep into a slide, and he and they laid that hit on him and knocked him out. And you know what the players did? What? Absolutely nothing. That's exactly right. They did absolutely nothing to protect their quarterback. No outrage, no fighting like there normally is when somebody does something like that. You know, there's always fighting. Always somebody trying to get up in their face to protect their quarterback. No. Nothing happened. And so Mike That's McCarthy weird. and Mike McCarthy criticized them in the press for not doing so. And so it just feels this thing feels broken. This this team feels broken. And I said when Mike McCarthy got hired, That's I weird. thought that was the dumbest hire Ever. You fire Jason Garrett, and then you hire a more conservative Jason Garrett. I didn't, yeah. you know, the reason that you. Mike was, McCarthy right didn't work too. out. The reason Mike McCarthy didn't work out in Green Bay is because uh, he wasted Aaron Rodgers' prime because he wasn't able to adjust or adapt. So now we have, so now you have Mike McCarthy in Dallas now wasting Dak Prescott's prime and be, and not being willing to adapt and playing poorly. So it's just. It's the same thing, and and Dallas hasn't won a road game all year. But also, but you know, but he, but you get a pass because you play in the NFC East. Here's the thing about the NFC East: the NFC East has won one road game this season. That's disgusting. And the entire division, one road game from the Philadelphia Eagles. They're the only team in the NFC East to win a road game this year. Who beat the Niners, by the way? <laughs> yeah, that was and that was the road game. Yeah, so that's I. So I guess you deserve to lead the division. Whatever Philadelphia Eagles, because you tied a game instead of losing it, so you're not two and five like Dallas and, in the, in the and Washington you know Truman, team. we're just you and you know because of the state of the NFC, we're just uh, approaching the eventual uh, Eagles make the playoffs and then win a playoff game. You know yeah, we're gonna right, see it. Right, it always happens with those with those shitty ass teams. They always go and win a playoff game just because the Seahawks <laughs> when, when they had the Beast Quake, the Beast Quake that everybody talks about. The Seahawks were yeah. seven and nine that year. I was and and people freaked out. Or they're either seven and nine or eight and eight. And everyone was like, "Man, that was a shitty team that made it." And then they went and beat the Saints on that on that amazing run by Marshawn Lynch. Just I don't. The, the <laughs> NFC East has four of the worst six teams in in the NFC. Four of the I'm six. With you. I'm with you. I'm with the you. other the other two down there: Minnesota and Atlanta. Yeah. So maybe yeah, maybe fire fire all those coaches. Fire fire Zimmer. Fire M- McCarthy. Uh, Doug Peterson, get out of here. Um, <laughs> Ron Rivera, you can stay. You're new. That's fine. Uh, Ron Rivera is a cool story, and he's and he seems like a great guy. Uh, Joe Judge, first year, hard to fire him, but you've already called for his firing. I guess every yes, year, I, I guess every week we're just gonna go go down the NFC East. 
If you're looking for yeah. a canned coach of the week, just start in the NFC East and work out. Um, yes, sir. I'm, I'm done talking about this. I'm done talking about canned <laughs> coach. This pissed me off thinking about the NFC East. Uh, talking about the NFC East and their playoff spot, let's talk about the new playoff team of the week, Owen. Owen, who is your new playoff team of the week? Yeah, so I think we just saw the Cardinals cement their playoff spot. Uh, well, they beat the one team. They answered the one question that we've been asking of them. Can they beat the Seahawks? And they said, yep. And they did. So they've, yeah. uh, they're my new playoff team of the week. I think, uh, I still think the Cardinals are weak and I still, but this might shine new light on the NFC West. Yeah. Is the NFC West kind of weak? Is it sneaky weak? Because oh. we thought the tar- Cardinals weren't good and they just beat the Seahawks. We thought it was one of the best teams in football. Seahawks are the one of the best fo- teams in football. Yeah, I know. We're just asking some questions here. So yeah, but I think the Cardinals are going to make the playoffs now, like confirmed. So yeah. And, and Cardinals, new playoff team of the week. And I'm and I'm right there with you. I also had the Arizona Cardinals, my new playoff team of the week. Uh, I think I kind of I think a lot of people had kind of written them off at two after they were two and two after that loss to the Detroit Lions, but all of a sudden yep. they knocked off the Seahawks and they've and that's their third win in a row. Now they're five and two and they're tied for second place with with the Rams and they're tied for the first wild card with the five and two Chicago Bears and the five and two Rams. So, huh. Those you know, are your three wild card teams right now, which feels kind of weird to say, but sneaky sneaky strong NFC. Uh, I felt like the NFC didn't have anybody who's a real challenger for the Super Bowl, and I kind of still feel that way. Yeah, I don't I'm feel, but I also don't feel like there's a because the Chiefs lost to the Raiders. I don't feel like there's that clear top team in the NFL anymore. Right. Obviously, what the Steelers mm. are your last undefeated team? Yeah, Steelers are the last undefeated team. Right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, because they beat so the, they beat the unless Packers. you think the Steelers are that clear cut team, which I personally don't. I don't I don't. But you get to see the Steelers face the Ravens this week, so we're going to learn a lot. Ooh, if, the Steelers go, if the Steelers go and stomp the, stomp the Ravens, it's going to be hard not to call them uh, the yeah. in the AFC for now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I don't think we get to see the Chiefs play the Steelers this year because the Chiefs, I believe, are playing the AFC East and not the AFC North. But Yeah, because we played the champions and then the AFC So. Yep, so that will not be uh, – so we won't get to see that this year, but – um, yeah, so Arizona Cardinals, my new playoff team of the week. Your new playoff yep, team. Here. The Dom, that's true, certified new playoff team of the week. Yep. Um, moving on from that, Owen, do you have a wh- – what is it this week? What is is it, it Dom? It's it's not damning this time. It's just the doming play of the week. It wasn't as bad as last week. Doming play it wasn't as last – It wasn't. this play isn't as bad as last week. Um, so it's actually uh, Russell Wilson's first interception against the Cardinals when they were on the seventh. So they're on the seven, and Russell Wilson throws a really dangerous dump pass that you really only see out of like backup quarterbacks and Andy Dalton. Like <laughs> you really only see like just like lower half quarterbacks throw this kind of duck to the running back. It's kind of the exact play that we saw uh, uh, KU get picked off uh, when they played K State the other week, um, and, and get run back was actually you know this weekend I guess. So it was actually like a really similar play. You know, dump off to the running back, really way too much arc. And obviously we know we – but the reason we know that play is because DK Metcalf caught off DeBuda Baker on the five, which is nuts. Um, and, and although if the Cardinals would have lost the game, it still would have been the doming play of the week because they didn't score on that drive, that they started at the five because they got, turned it over on downs. But just because of what that meant for the point totals – that's my doming play of the week. Like that's you can't, you can't make mistakes against playoff teams like that. You can't turn the ball over on the six. Can't do it. Runners, runners up to be considered for me. Cody Parkey missing the m- missing the extra point to cover for the Browns. 
That would have been <laughs> yeah, my I remember I, was, I was mad, man. But what's funny so because on the Steam versus Machine show, I got a, I got it at minus three, so I got to call that a push. But when I had to bet it on Sunday, I got it at minus four, and I, I was like, oh. <laughs> and they score, and they're down three. They score the touchdown. I'm like, cool, sweet. I'll push, whatever. And he fucking misses it. Oh my god. And another runner up that should be considered was Cliff Kingsbury, in in with two minutes left in overtime, kicking, deciding to kick the field goal on second down. And then not watching the play clock, play clock, and having to call a timeout when his kicker made the kick. Therefore, icing his kicker. The kicker misses the next kick, but he did get bailed out by Russell Wilson's third interception. So it doesn't really matter. But I'm just, I, I wanted to give you a few runners up for for my personal. Yeah, yeah, and I, I had considered all Steen's of those. Damn, play of the week. But see, and and the reason I didn't choose those is because the Cardinals won. <laughs> and if if the Cardinals lose, then. And yeah, I'm with you, but I don't give a shit about your betting picks, man. <laughs> God, dude, the, the Bengals, the Bengals are the the king, the kings of beating my my spreads that I had. Like, like they went up 14-0 on the on the Colts, and I'm like, you, what are you doing? You're just beating the spread because they ended up losing, but they only lost by four when I need them to lose by six and a half, and and then they and then they make it a game against the Browns, and then the Browns miss the field goal. I'm, I mean, the extra point. I'm just. I don't know. Don't bet against Joe Burrow. Whatever. Joe Burrow's Joe Burrow's a Vegas kid. I don't. You see the way he smokes that cigar. That smoked that cigar after LSU. He knows. He knows these. Yeah, it looks like Len Dawson out there. Yeah. Um. So uh, moving on from Dom's doming play of the week this week. Uh, let's move on to Steen's spotlight spotlight play of the week player of the week. And uh, this can be a homer take, but uh, it's Byron Pringle actually. Uh, and I think yeah! I think it's just something. I think there's just something that had me giddy from that K State game where we got to see. Uh, two two punt return touchdowns from Philip Brooks, and then two almost more punt return touchdowns from Philip Brooks, the, case, <laughs> the Kansas State returner, and then Byron Pringle, of course the 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 former Wildcat, the former Wildcat All Star returner again, because because K State's just return man you, return specialist yeah. you, and yeah. Byron Pringle. Oh, we saw boom. DJ Reed return one for a tutter last year. Yeah, we've seen DJ for Reed, the yeah. for the Niners. Darren Sproles, notably, uh, always a good return man. Um, By- Byron Pringle is, uh, you know, he had he had that 102 yard return. He's taking the steps in the Chiefs' offense. Uh, we're just seeing him. He's coming more and more into the spotlight, and more and more Chiefs fans are wanting more and more of Byron Pringle, and they're right because he should get more. So uh, even even when Watkins comes back, and we have to and, and we have to shift people around, we have to shift McColl back to kickoffs or whatever. Uh, I, you know, I'm not sure you should. Uh, I think Byron Pringle is the best return man on the team, and I think he's, I think he needs to take that next step up. So yeah, so Byron Pringle, my spotlight player of the week. Hell yeah, baby, that's what I'm talking about. Teens. That's what I'm talking teens about. Homer spotlight player of the week. Uh, Number thirteen. And that's a good spot to wrap up the NFL. Moving on to the MLB real quick. Uh, just a few things about the about the World Series going on right now. Um, the Dodgers are obviously oh, yeah. up 3-2 going in. Uh, the Rays are up 1-0 in the bottom of the third right now. Okay, because that's as the score I checked this. before the game. As before we're, the podcast. As we're recording this, the Rays are up 1-0 in the bottom of the third. Um, the question I want to ask you is, so with the Dodgers, uh, two of those wins have been from Kershaw. Uh, yeah. Is all the talk about how Kershaw can't get it done in the playoffs, is that done? Are we done? Uh, uh, I, it should be. It really should be. But if the Dodgers end up losing, I think, you know, because Dodgers fans are notoriously bandwagon, I feel like they're going to be like, oh, Kershaw still sucks. And then you're going to have to remind them, 
Kershaw won two games for you, bro. Like, well, <laughs> I if, think you might have to this, remind him. If they and 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 we'll wrap up, and because because this is the other question I had for you. If if this game gets to game seven, we we'll probably see either a Kershaw start or a Kershaw appearance, and so or do Kershaw you, should start. Well, I mean, he'll be on three days rest, so that's that's tough, right? Because even when Max right, Bumgarner did it. Even when Madison yeah, Bumgarner did it, he did, he didn't do it on three days rest. I mean, he he came in in a relief role. For yeah, three but days wasn't rest. it he came like, in through two innings? Yeah, and I think that's what. If you're the Dodgers, but but at I the think, end of the day, I, I think mean, if you're Clayton Kershaw, you're demanding that you're you're going full Matt Harvey, and you're gonna be like you're going to put me in this game. But I don't think the same outcome happens that what happened to Matt Harvey, which I know you're getting ready Harvey. to say. What happened to Matt Harvey, Owen? <laughs> I. Yeah, gosh, I think Kershaw. I, I think he's just. I think he's playing angry. I think he knows. He definitely. He's got to know that this is the oh, kind of stuff knows. that people have been saying. Oh, oh, he knows for sure. So you know, that's one of those things that's unavoidable. Uh, I just think, uh, you know, I want the Rays to win it. Uh, you know, I think it'd be a great story. Good for Kevin Kiermaier, you know. Good story, but either way, honestly. Yeah, I. Man, it's it's just exciting, man. This is fun. This is a fun World Series. Have you watched any of it? Yeah. Yeah, it's been really I've, fun. I've got some time. Yeah, uh, I I watch it like I watch a lot of baseball nowadays. I caught the highlights. I've, I've been yeah, up with yeah. It, I mean, you know. I've been paying attention to it. I've I've watched like several innings of it. it you know, obviously, baseball is a sport, especially I think where if sport. it's not your team, you don't really care all that much. That's how I've always felt about any championship games. Like, I don't know, all these Super Bowls. Fun to go to Super Bowl parties. I've watched maybe twenty five minutes of Super Bowls that my team's not involved with. I really don't watch the Super Bowl all that much if my team's not involved. Too. Oh man, but, I watch I watch Super Bowl every year except for like the last two years before the Chiefs won it. I didn't watch. I did not watch. I, I think we watched the last two minutes of the of the Rams Patriots Super Bowl. Oh, that was such a which, snooze which, fest. I remember that because I was Super watching. Bowl. I was watching Genesis Five, the Smash tournament, and that had like forty thousand viewers watching the Smash tournament during the Super Bowl. Well, so it was that, also, it that was, was also way better. Room, it was also our roommate's birthday. We went. We took him out to Texas Roadhouse. Yeah, that was yeah. way better than the Super Bowl. Right. That Super Bowl was terrible. And then, and then the and then the Super Bowl before that, where it was where it was Patriots Eagles. I'm sad I missed that one, but I was working, so I didn't get to see much of it. But those oh, are, I did watch like that one. That two, one was fun. Those that are like the fun. only two Super Bowls I haven't watched actually a lot of. And and honestly, the ones about the Rams and the Patriots one, I I had such a, a bad taste in my mouth from the Chiefs losing in overtime. I could not. Oh yeah, I didn't want to watch that either. No. Luckily, my boy Axe, who's my uh, who, who's the the Smash player that I follow the closest, but, he uh, made it to Grand Finals in Genesis Five, which is during right. the Super Bowl. So I was all watching right. that instead. And we're off on a tangent again. Before we get to our most tangent subject every <laughs> week, uh, Owen, real quick, does this get to a Game Seven? Yep, because because it's these two exciting teams, it's got it. It's got it. Who, who wins Game Seven? <sighs> oh, I can't tell you. If, if Kershaw starts, who wins Game Seven? Ooh. Well, first of all, Kershaw doesn't start, like you said. But but to, but, to the but, rest. The, but there's only been there's only been sixty games this year. He's oh, you know it's true. You're normally right. they're gassed by the end of the year and they had to, You're right. We're know, not really seeing playoff no. Kershaw is. I mean, you, you know, he's only thrown so many innings this year. Yeah, I think he starts. And I, oh man, I I'd it's love tough. it's tough. I'd love to see the Dodgers win, but I'd also really love to see the Rays win. It's so weird saying that, that I'd love to see the Dodgers win. I don't know. Oh, I I, th- I, I, th- I think both. I can't imagine he does it three times in a row. I can't imagine he does it three times. In a row. Uh, if Kershaw starts, I'd love to see the Dodgers win. That and that'd be my pick, just for destiny's sake. Screw it. Yeah. If we're picking it on heart and stuff like that. I don't know. I'll be, if it goes to Game Seven, I will watch one hundred percent of that game because it's tomorrow, and I'll be watching it. So. Yeah. All right. So, like I said, let's move on to our most tangent subject of the week. 
uh, Owen. We're going to do our Dom That's True Top 10 of the Week. Uh, at some point, I swear we're going to get away from breakfast. Or we're going to get away from... I just spoiled it. I leaked it. Uh, we're going to get away from food or edible-related topics. But and we're beverages still, wine was good. Top 10 sodas is important. Well, it, wasn't, it wasn't beverages with sodas because if it was beverages, you got to throw in waters, got to throw in whiskey sours, you got to throw, <laughs> you know, you got to. Oh, okay, Braden. Okay, Braden. Let's right. relax. Um, but now for this top 10 of the week, Owen, I want to talk breakfast foods. Owen, can you All right. top 10 breakfast foods? All right. So if you know me, you know that I, I do like breakfast foods, but I don't really explore very much in breakfast foods. I tend to go stick with my top three. So this. So this was like pretty hard for me. I had to I think really. That's common though. I think I think you get in a rhythm. I think you find things you like. I think you get in a groove. I think you. Yeah, I had, yeah. I, I had to really dig into my psyche for this one. So, starting off my top ten. Uh, we got apples at number ten. Ooh, interesting. The fruit. I I just think yeah. I just think that apples are just a great breakfast food. They're naturally high in caffeine. Uh, they have a good amount of sugar and they got fiber to start your day. So I think apple is just a solid choice at number 10 for mm-hmm. uh, your breakfast foods. Mm-hmm. And at number nine, I've just got pick your favorite cereal. I think cereal has to be on your top 10 of breakfast foods. Um, I think you just have to. It's when you, when you think breakfast food, before thinking your favorite, I think the first thing that comes into everybody's head is cereal. So it's got to be the top 10. And my list is number nine. So at number eight, we got croissants. I love me some, some croissants. You know, really easy to grab when you're at the hotel and they have that uh, continental breakfast. You're like, ooh, let me grab a croissant. I think, or like, or, or like when fast food places have like the croissant bun for their breakfast yeah, sandwiches. Yeah, yeah, it's like, ooh, yeah, yeah. Let's pick a croissant. Oh, speaking of, I, I I didn't list this one, but I do want to I do want to shout out Burger King. Uh, their Impossible croissant which for breakfast. Yeah. It's the best breakfast sandwich in fast food. It's better than any meat I've had. Wow. It's, it's so freaking good. And I feel yeah. weird saying that, but I'm telling you, the impossible croissant witch from Burger King. Go get one. Trust me. Yeah. And so, Numb King, I see that you're saying that cereal should be top three easily, but I think that once you get into the rest of my list, you'll see why I have it at number nine because I just got some heat. So I respect your cereal top three breakfast food, but we still got some numbers to go. So, And then at number seven, I've just got biscuits. They're really, uh, really versatile. They deserve to be in everybody's top ten. You can put cream cheese on them. You can put butter on them, jelly on them. Use them in biscuits in the gravy. You can make a breakfast sandwich out of biscuits. They got to be in everyone's top ten. And on my list, at number seven. So at number six, I've got donuts. Everyone's got their favorite donut shop. And my personal favorite is the apple fritter. It's a gigantic donut. My with, grandpa's favorite. Yeah, they're just so good. And so yeah. You, Donuts at number six. I just you know, like me some donuts. Number five. I've actually got a. Uh, I've actually got the parfait. I really enjoy me some parfaits. As don as donkey as donkey as donkey says in Shrek, uh, parfaits might be the best damn thing on the planet. You never talk to anybody. He's like, hey man, do you like no. parfaits? No, I don't like parfaits. You never hear that because parfaits are delicious no and they're a top five breakfast food. Interesting. Okay. Especially if you go to a place that like like. Uh, our local place when we went to college in Manhattan is uh, First Watch, and they have a, like a gigantic parfait as one of their breakfast items. It is really good. It comes in like a bowl because it's so big. No, it's First great. Watch was no First Watch was is the Kansas City local place. Are you thinking of? Uh, oh shit! Sorry, I don't want to interrupt you now. No, it's oh First Watch. No, 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 no. That the one place we always went. Oh my god! It's now it's First now, Watch. No, no, it's no First Watch is, is the bl- Kansas. No, it's. 
Come, come back to me. Come back to me. I'm All right. Gonna find it. I'm gonna find it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. I'll, um, I, I, I'll pull it up. You'll be like, that is what I was talking about. But okay. 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 I, I, number four, I've gotten monkey bread. Uh, I don't know if you Ooh. don't know what monkey, if mm-hmm. everyone knows what monkey bread is. It's that bread that's like glazed on the outside, really soft inside with cinnamon. What's the place? I see, I see you got it on your face. Early edition. Early edition. That's, that's the right. place. That's the one in Manhattan. Sorry. All right. Yeah, they've got yeah, they've got really great parfaits. So yeah. if you ever go to Manhattan, Kansas, and you go to Early Edition, they've got good parfaits. They've got great always everything. That thing. Always oh, go to the east oh, yeah. side. By the way, Early Edition. I what? Well, no, actually, the west side is sneaky better. With the one that's in the the one that's in the shopping center. Go to that one because it's the weight will be way faster. Yeah, and yeah. The food's yeah. still just as good. Yeah, and you know, think about it. I think the one on the east side is also uh, staffed by college kids, and the one on the west side is like all high school kids. Like, have yeah. you? Did you yeah. ever think about that? Yeah, but it was oddly, but it was oddly better service. I don't know. What to yeah, say. which was weird. Which kids, you wouldn't expect because no, those kids are working harder. They're high school kids. You know, it's their first job. They're trying to make. Which I don't get personally. You, you'd think a high school, I mean, a college kid would work harder, but I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Just, just random thoughts. First watch west work side. Smarter. They don't work harder, so they don't. You don't see their effort as hard. True true yeah but uh yeah west side west side uh early edition is better so at number three i've got coffee cake i just love coffee cake i think Ooh. it's so good Ooh. it's a really it's kind of a side you don't really eat it as your main thing but man i could eat a whole coffee cake i really could it's so good especially my mom makes some really good hot coffee cake uh you can pretty much get it decently from everywhere that serves breakfast food and you can get it single slice at Starbucks. It's pretty good. So yeah, coffee cakes at my number three. So number two, uh, I think you just gotta go with it. You gotta go pancakes. They're they're so ver- they're so versatile. Put anything in your pancakes: chocolate chip pancakes, strawberry pancakes, blueberry pancakes, IHOP pancakes. I think IHOP does have the best pancakes. Because and everyone knows what I'm talking about. They've got that like thin texture. It's I don't know. So IHOP pancakes especially are very good. But yeah, sure, sure. number two is pancakes and. I know Truman knows where I'm going with number one because he's had breakfast with me before. But it's got to be French toast, baby. French toast at number one. I thought you were going to go granola granola and peanut butter. Oh, no, 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 no. no. That's that's, that that bullshit you'd always leave. That's top 10 budget meals. That's top 10 budget meal. That's budget meal. So you can throw that on there. Yeah, we'll get that later. Oh, the granola, peanut butter, honey. You'd let it sit in the sink. It would harden for five days. It would be like, clean your dish. And you're like, what dish? And we're like, the, the, you know the dish. <laughs> nah, dude. French toast. Number right. one. Versatile. You know I'll accept that. So good. You fill them with syrup. The only way to do it, just douse them with whatever syrup you want. It even makes somebody like me who hates eggs enjoy it. That, that's yeah. how good it is. It transcends hatred of eggs. That's fair. I French toast at number one. I forgot how much you hate eggs. All right, run me back through your list really quick. Yeah, so we got number apples. 10 number, one. number 10 is apples, then cereal, then croissants, then biscuits, then donuts, then parfaits, then monkey bread, then coffee cake, then pancakes. And at number one, we got the goat French toast. Interesting. Interesting. Definitely somebody from that comes from more of a sweet background. Uh, a fun fact a fun sure. fact about your pancake steak and that you always get them at IHOP. Do you know what I always get for breakfast at IHOP whenever we had to yeah, go? Yeah, I know for, you get a burger. A burger. Uh, you know what? And before they did their dumb promotion where they redid their whole burger menu, one of the best, like, chain sit-down, like, it was better than, like, an Applebee's or a... Red Robin. Red Robin. It was a good burger. And then they, like, 
did their whole thing where for like a like a week or two they were like we're now the IHOB we're the International House of Burgers because our burgers are so good, and then their burgers became bad. They became salty. I've never you ever had a salty <laughs> burger? No. What? Don't get the burgers anymore at IHOP. They're salty now. It's they suck. Maybe and you just got a bad burger. Have you tried no, it? Yes, you... I, tr I tried it like two or three more times just because I was the same way. Where I was like, no, IHOP, don't do this to me. Because it was my go-to. Because the because when we were in the band at K State, the trombones had you a did thing. Always where, get the burger. The trombones had a thing where you'd wake up at three a.m. in the morning, and you'd go to they call it bone breakfast, and we go to IHOP. And the thing about three a.m. is it doesn't really feel like a breakfast. It that is the that is the weirdest meal you've ever had. It, it doesn't really feel it like breakfast, weird. but it's not dinner, and certainly and it's not even fourth meal because you're not drunk. You yeah. know, so you're just there, and you're like, well, fuck it, man. It's three a.m. and I'm at a IHOP sober. And I just woke up. I'm running on four hours of sleep. Fuck it. We're doing a burger. And, I, <laughs> and that burger got me through a lot of game days. That's a good, it's a solid meal. But all right. All right. So that's coming. So uh, so what I'm going to say about your list is you're more of a sweet guy, it feels like. You, you're oh, a little for more sure. on the sweet for side sure. of breakfast. I'm a big savory guy on the breakfast. Okay. Side. So, and, and that'll probably be reflected on the list, but I will give the list to you now. All right. Starting at number 10, I've got the waffle. Again, very Ooh, similar to the I, pancake. Oh, I left off waffles. Very, I know. You said some things. I was like, shit, you know? And, but, uh, like, but waffles at number 10, again, a, a, something that's very versatile. But like I said, I'm not as big on the sweet. So, but it would be hard to leave off waffles. Uh, yeah, number nine yeah, is where sure I have well. cereal. I believe you also had cereal in the number nine slot. Yep. It's um, a good number nine I, slot. I had it written down. Growing up, we were not allowed, like, very sugary cereals. But I was oh, like, same frost, here. Same frost, here. I'm with you. Frosted mini wheats. But what my mom would do is every now and again, she'd buy the really nice Chateau Milk, which is the local milk brand Ooh. in Kansas City. Dude, if you get it, really any cereal, the and the more, I put this, the more local and the more whole the milk gets, oh my gosh, that bowl of cereal can become so good. I'm telling yeah, you, you're just frosted hungry, mini dude. wheats, uh, whole milk from Chateau. Dude, have you had the strawberry mini wheats? Yeah. I mean, Those are I'm, so good. I'm not as, again, like I said, I'm not I'm big on the sweet. I think it's because I didn't have sugary cereals growing up. But Maybe. now, but you know, I'm still a bigger guy, and it's because I ate all the savory foods. I just ate large portions of them. Um, at number eight, uh, again, like you said, I had pancakes. Um, they're they're very versatile. Like you already pointed out, you can put things in it. You put you can add chocolate chips. You can add blueberries. You can do like the pineapple upside down cake. Uh, pancakes so good. Oh yeah. Every but I got they're very similar to how I felt about donuts. I go be in a mood for pancakes. I am, and it's okay. not a mood I'm in very often. I very rarely get in a mood for donuts. But Fair when I do, I'm, I'm like, damn, I need a donut. But Krispy Kreme fresh hot donuts. Mm, oh my gosh! Right off the line, if you go inside, they'll pick one off the line and say, hey, here's a free donut. You're like, oh yeah, all right, I'll still oh. get a, I'll still get a dozen, whatever. And <laughs> but yes, yeah, so pancakes. Uh, very similar for me. I got to be in a mood for pancakes, but man, pancakes can be very versatile. And another versatile uh, breakfast food coming in at my number seven slot, the omelet. The omelet, an underrated one. You didn't have it on there because you don't like eggs, but an omelet yeah. could be anything you want it to be. You can do a nice Western omelet, a Western omelet slash a Denver omelet. Uh, you know, get a nice just sausage and cheese omelet. You know, and something I started doing later on is I put a little ketchup on it. I was never a big ketchup with the eggs guy. But if I get like an omelet, you could just boom, hot sauce, ketchup. Mm -mm. Oh, omelet number seven. Yeah, I feel like if I liked eggs, I would love omelets, and omelets look really good to me. But yeah. man, I just I can't do the egg taste. I mean, the egg is just a vessel <sighs> at that point. Um, 
Number six is uh, this is, is gonna be out, but just a really solid serving of bacon. I'm telling you, go up to the deli yeah. counter. Uh, like bacon is like four to five dollars a pound, anyways. And you yeah. always are like, oh, I don't want to pay for the behind the deli counter bacon. But the behind the deli counter bacon is five ninety nine a pound. Just treat yourself sometimes. Go behind the deli <laughs> counter, get that thick cut bacon. Go just you know, uh, my, my girlfriend turned me on to cooking it in the like a in a baking sheet in a cookie sheet, in, in the oven. And it's nice and it's easy. Ooh. It's simple. You put it in there. You yeah, you don't it, get burned. You, yeah, you flip it once. Dude, she might be onto something. You line it with foil. You let that dry. Close the foil up. There's your grease gone. Dude, she might be onto something. That's that's smart. It was smart. I mean, and so yeah. So wow. go get some good. Go get some really solid bacon. And that's my num- that's my number six one. Uh, my number seven is actually eggs Benedict. Um, yeah, nice, I, I knew you'd oh, have that on there. Man, uh, hollandaise sauce. You can put on an English muffin if you really want it to, want to, but you know I'm I'm a big fan of you can put it on whatever you put you can put it you, you put eggs Benedict on whatever uh, like you do a salmon my my sisters all love I think they always go to oh like Succotash in Kansas City I think it was and they always go get the uh, eggs Benedict with salmon and lox mm, fantastic mm-hmm. eggs Benedict very versatile very good to make very fancy and just it's so good. Um, Number four, and this is a little well-kept secret. This is something that my dad turned me on to that I would have never known about otherwise. And not many people know about this. And this is going to be something that if you listen to this and you've never had it, I say you go try it just once. Because I'm here to tell you, first things first, Hardee's slash Carl's Jr. has the best fast food breakfast in fast food, hands down. Really? It's better than Chick-fil-A. It's better than McDonald's. It's better than Wendy's bullshit that they're putting out now. It's better. Yeah, well, I've heard that's terrible. I've heard that it's, Wendy's it's really breakfast not, is they, awful. They brought back the breakfast baconator, except it's just a sausage patty. It's not even. And, and like, I get it. It's like you know, you can't have a burger for breakfast, but you know what? It, it's a, it's a bake. It's a breakfast baconator. Just it's. I'm already getting a baconator for breakfast. I'm already ruining my day. Just add a, <laughs> just put a burger patty on there. Just get that sausage patty out of my face. Put an egg on it. Awesome. You you messed it up, Wendy's. And but uh, but Hardee's is probably the best best fast food breakfast place in. Just and if you haven't tried it, go try it. They've got the best flaky biscuits. Uh, the meats are so good. And what you really need to go get there is my number four item is the cinnamon raisin biscuits from Hardee's. It's cinnamon raisins, but they, they they drizzle them. They they coat them. They don't even drizzle. I'm not even gonna lie to you. They coat them in icing like a cinnamon roll. Oh, mm-hmm. and you don't have to worry. You know, there's no peeling it off or whatever. Worrying about the centerpiece. Just I'm telling you, go do it. Just go. You'll, your life will be changed. Go, huh? go do it. Um, number three for me is the is the McGriddle, and so like oh, I did dude, say, the McGriddle is so good. How did I, I know? Forget? Well, I did say, well, I did say I don't really like sweet things. I did put two really sweet things in, or two pretty sweet things in my top four, but the McGriddle, yeah, especially and specifically the egg, egg cheese and sausage McGriddle. The egg cheese and bacon McGriddle is fine. The bacon is just too thin when you go. And it falls off too easily. The sausage is nice, nice and round. And if you get the meal, take the hash brown, put it in there. A little fat guy trick for you there. And then, no, oh, so good. McGriddle number yeah. three for sure. And right, number two, and number two is one that would have been my number one for a long time before I moved to where I am. But my number two is biscuits and gravy. I, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, I love biscuits and gravy. You knew I, I knew loved, it had to be top you two. Know, you know I love biscuits and gravy. Uh, I, you know, you put, you put that biscuit, you put that white gravy on there. I just slathered in pepper, a little hot sauce. If, if you're feeling really bold, 
you go, you put you put the pepper on there, and then you cut up your eggs and hash browns, and then you cu- and you put that all together, and then you cover that in hot sauce. You slide that on top of the biscuits and gravy. Oh, that's a, whoo, whoo, that is a premium trick right there. I'm, but I'll give I'm, that to you for free. That's a premium tip. But that's I'm giving oh, to you that to that. I don't even I'm have to subscribe that to, to your for OnlyFans for that. I know I'm giving that to you for free. Uh, wow. And my number one breakfast food of all time, and this has changed recently. This is a as I've grown older, my taste buds have changed. And biscuits and gravy was my number one for a long time, especially I'm homemade biscuits and gravy will probably beat homemade this. Uh, but I don't know if you go to a good place. But number one, the breakfast burrito. Oh, okay. Especially once I moved down here to the southwest. They do a little, they, they add the green chili or the red chili. And here's the tip. Go and get, you'll, you say Christmas or you can just say both. I feel like now that like everyone's like, hey, you know, if you go, if you, if you want to look like a local, you call it Christmas. And then you go and you call it Christmas and you're like, this feels cheesy just to call it Christmas. Like, just give me both red, gr- red and green chili. But the thing about green chili is a little spicier. Red chili is a little more flavorful. So if you only get green, it's just a little, it's a little too hot. If you only get red, it's not hot enough. Do a little Christmas or both. Mm, it's just that perfect blend. I tell you, I, I go, I go, and I get the sausage, the sausage burrito with hash browns, eggs, cheese, uh, red chili, and green chili, and that's oh, mm, that doesn't sound pretty beat. good. Hard to beat, you know, and especially if they like grill it, get a little nice little darken up that tor- tortilla a bit, really holds together nicely. Mwah. I started making them myself. Mwah. perfect, love it. So, breakfast burrito, my number one, specifically with red and green chili. All right, so starting off, and and if you can get the breakfast burrito, you slide that in gravy too. I don't care, you you do you, dude. That's great. That's awesome. Um, so starting from number ten, waffles. Number nine, cereal with uh was specifically with local whole milk, pancakes. Number eight, omelet. Number seven, uh s- number six is uh the good bacon. Number five, eggs Benedict. Number four, cinnamon raisin biscuits from Hardee's. Number three, the McGriddle. Number two, biscuits and gravy. And number one, breakfast item, according to me, breakfast the breakfast burrito, specifically with green right. chili. Yeah. And red Solid chili. list. I, I don't have any complaints about your list. Um, I think the one obvious one that uh, should be on everyone's list is cereal at number nine. I think that's just, you have to. Specifically at number nine, you just it's, have to do it. Cereal's on the list, but like it's never, like if somebody says their favorite food their favorite breakfast food is cereal it's like saving your favorite food is pizza it's is it really I, yeah i mean and, but like cereal really encompasses so many things just like pizza right coming to and, I, and you're, I'll, you're I'll, i'm with you, you but like if someone's like favorite food is pizza you kind of have to be like yeah okay like pizza is really good right because and i just i just would argue just unimaginative yeah exactly just you're slightly you're a boring unimaginative person. that's what i'm telling you you're a boring person cereal as your favorite breakfast food is the pizza as your favorite as your favorite food. It's just it's boring. It's you know you know try something else. Try something that isn't you know chicken strips. Chicken strips. Yeah, don't go to the, don't go to Texas Roadhouse and order chicken strips. Who would do that? Hey hey, hold on. Really attractive people do that. I'll, I'll, I'm telling you, Texas Roadhouse does have really good chicken strips. As dumb as that sounds, they're delicious. If you're and if you're a college student like we were trying to just get a good Texas Roadhouse meal, you can go get the chicken strips chicken strip meal for ten dollars, and it gets two sides. And I'm it's I'm they're awesome. I I I made fun of Owen for that, but seriously, the chicken tenders at Texas Roadhouse are awesome. I just got intel from a uh, little brother HQ. Uh, McLean's talking about how uh, if you're talking about food, you, you got to be talking about wings. And I said we were talking about breakfast food, too, and when she said, "Why can't chicken wings be breakfast food?" So we got a we got a sleeper honorable mention 
in uh, <laughs> chicken wings for breakfast. I would accept cold pizza or just warmed up pizza. Stop it. No. I know no, you're a cold big pizza. Keep pizza. that shit out of here. But, cold but pizza's as, terrible. But leftover pizza as a breakfast food? Awful. Also not terrible. Leftover pizza? Warm it up first, then eat it? Great. I've done cold leftover. Pizza? I've Get done, it out. I've done leftover cold wings for breakfast. You know what? They're really not bad. I'm, with, I'm, I'm fine with All right. But you know me, I'm the king of, I don't really care about the temperature of the the food. Yeah, you just eat shit. If I'm not like at a restaurant, (laughs) if I'm not at like a restaurant, I don't really care. We we had a running Let me just joke. Eat we this have a running cold joke. Cold can of soup. Yeah, we have it. Yeah, because because soup's already cooked. Soup comes in the can. It's already processed. You you're making fun of me for you warming up it's your process your processed soup. I'm in a I'm in a hurry. I'm a businessman. I'm on the run. I ain't got time to warm up a can of soup. I'm not putting this. I'm not dirtying up a bowl with this can of soup. You know. Yeah, I, bro. You can't that. throw a can of soup in the microwave. So you know what I'm doing. Dude. I'm eating it. Yeah. Dude, I'm sorry. I didn't have time to eat up my ramen. I just had to crunch on it and put the seasoning in my mouth. That's not the same. That's not the same, and you know it's not the same. (laughs) If if we do cold ravioli ASMR in the Discord, everybody listens, and you know. (laughs) It's disgusting. All right. All right. All right. We're off on a tangent. What's new? All right. Let's wrap it up. Owen, you ready for some pop culture minutes? Yes, sir. And, and, and the minutes are in quotation marks in case anybody's ever listening and wondering. In case you're timing this at home, uh, it's never a minute, all right? I, and we know it. But, all right, Owen, let's get started. Uh, so, uh, I've been thinking. Thinking a lot. And I was going to do my one about the zombies in Warzone and how they have too much HP. But I don't know, oh, if, I don't know if I should do that. Just, just no, nah, they got too much. McLean's arguing from the other room. He he disagrees. But but my pop culture minute is really about is how much Hayden got carried today in Warzone. So, Hell yeah! <laughs> so McLean and I here, McLean. How about you hop in on this? Come hop in. So we're Mc, gonna do we're McC- gonna do a Dom no, family family minute. Yeah. So uh, basically, no, just no. have McLean do. I'll just have McLean Give do this one. Not where it comes out of. Okay. First of all. You're telling your brothers about this game mode, right? And you're like, Ugh, too many gigabytes. My PC's terrible. I can't run Modern Warfare, right? That's why, that's why so I then it, yeah. you tell them to get on. They get on and they're like, oh, yeah. This, this is kind of fun, McLean. I, I really enjoy this. Spending some brotherly love time playing Modern Warfare. So we hop into a game. And we, we lose first one. Lose second one. And then I get the loadout going. Drop 16. This guy drops 11. Hayden drops 8. Gets carried. Come on. So then, the next game, we're like, okay, we can can get two in a row. So then I drop 21. And then Owen drops like 10. And then Hayden drops like 12. Like, come on now. I need some competition in with my... (laughs) Okay, okay. We need some more direction. So basically, all you need to know is Hayden carried. That's basically that. Hayden McLean carried. Yeah, Hayden got carried. McLean did the carry. For everybody listening at home, if you you ever looked at Owen's family, Owen... Owen and his two brothers look exactly the same. His entire family looks the exact same. It's true. It's the weirdest um, thing I've ever one, seen. One of our ex friends no. uh, made something, said something that still stays true today. Uh, my entire family looks like if you took a picture of me and poorly photoshopped my face onto some stock photo children. That's that's what my family. It really does look like that. 
It's true. It is true. So yeah. So basically, my my pop culture minute. Just shout out my brothers today. We got we got back to back dubs on the new Warzone event, which is really fun. And Hayden got carried. This That's is, all you got. This is an all time brother moment to take to take a minute of something totally random just to absolutely shit on your brothers. That's that's an all time <laughs> brother moment, as far as I understand it. Of course, I don't have any brothers. It's but true. As, it's true. As I understand it, that is an all time brother move. Your sisters would do the same. I promise. Oh yeah, at any point, yeah, for sure. Um, but uh, so for my pop culture minute, Owen, what I want to talk about is uh, maybe, in my opinion. The most underappreciated Halloween candy every every year. And I'll tell you what, as a oh, kid, okay. as a kid growing up, I didn't, I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. But as an adult, I feel bad. It's like, it's like in in school when it was chicken nugget or cream turkey day. For the longest time, I never got cream turkey because I was like, it looks weird, it looks gross. And then I finally had cream turkey, for like my sophomore year of high school after eating chicken nuggets for the first like ten or eleven years. And I was like, wow, that was so dumb. I was like, I should be eating cream turkey the whole time. This candy is that is that exact version of that, and that candy is the almond joy. Oh, I'm, I'm excited you said that. I'm the excited almond joy gets shit on every year, and little kids throw them out of their. Oh, I don't want almond joys. I'm telling you, kids, eat the almond joys. The almond joy is is the 23rd most bought candy at Halloween, and that's an atrocity. And most people are upset when they get it. It's true. That's insane. That's it, the almond joy. What 22 yeah, candies are before that? Do you have the list? I don't have it in front of you, and I'm not going to read it out, but because we're running, we're running a little long. But yeah, I got I'm, you. I'm here to tell you, almond joy should be a top ten candy, and I I'm with you. It, and you need to put more respect on almond joy's name. Um, and for the rest of it, uh, you know, obviously we're recording this uh, kind of towards the end of October. We've got a, uh, we're one week out. Actually, we'll be recording the next podcast on Election Day. So uh, just a quick reminder to everybody. If you are listening, uh, go go out and vote. Get, you know, nah, it's it, a little sure. probably a little re- late to register, so I hope you already registered. But well, you got to. Some says you can do same day registration. Yeah, and you and you go early. Uh, you go on, go on the day. Just go out and do your civic duty. This is and this is one of those podcasts where we're not telling you because we have a specific political viewpoint. Like a lot of these places that tells you to go vote, it feels like they're. They're trying to push a specific. They're trying to push you to go vote because they want you to vote because they think you're going to vote for their person. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, me and Owen aren't going to vote for the same person this this election cycle. And it's probably yeah, that's true. And I'm telling you that we still want you to go vote. Either way, yeah. it's your it's your civic duty. You 100%. should be taking place. Just go vote. Uh, Could not agree know, more. We're too. You know, this is our second election. Uh, we've had two terrible elections to vote in, by the way. But yeah, these aren't the best. Uh, <laughs> So I just want to, I just, just a little, and I think next, I think next week I'll give you the the worst voting story of all time that we had in 2016, but I'll let you, I'll <laughs> drop that on, on the election day podcast. That's a fun one. But all right. Uh, I've been Truman Steen. Uh, I can find twitch.tv slash Steen Machine. That's S-T-E-E-H-N-M-A-C-H-I-N-E. Uh, or the Twitter by the same name. Also, you can find me on my website for bets at uh, rollingwiththemachine.com. So, yes, sir. there you go. And, uh, of course, I'm always joined by my very handsome co-host here, Owen Dom. Thank you. Uh, he can be found at twitch.tv slash domination7. That's D-A-H-M-I-N-A-T-I-O-N-7. Owen, do you want to spell your Twitter? Yes, sir. And you can find me on Twitter at Owen, O-W-E-N, gosh, G-O-S-H, D-Dom, D-A-H-M, Mitt, M-I-T. That was a full spelling of Owen Gosh Domit at 
at on gosh down at twitter there it's you go. hard it's hard to imagine that that twitter handle wasn't already t- already taken uh, i know it's just <laughs> i had to go through so many unique characters as always we appreciate you guys stopping by especially if you've made it this far uh and we appreciate you stopping by every week you know we're yes, about sir. two months into this and we really appreciate all the support and feedback we've got uh yeah. we'll see you guys next week yeah 100 and uh i think both of us uh generally go live after the podcast so uh stick around we'll be in the podcast channel to uh to talk to you guys yeah come talk in hang out join the discord see you guys next week